welcome to the Nationals Business Extra with me, Andy Scott, and the business editor, Mustafa Alrawi. We're also joined by Deepthi, our producer. Today, we're going to be talking about business. Yes, we know it's swings and roundabouts, but it is now quite literally swings and roundabouts with the announcements of a raft of theme parks being opened in Dubai and Abu Dhabi. Mustafa, what do you think about the thrill seekers here in the UAE? I was reading in our piece, um, which was a big reportage, if you like, on the idea that all these theme parks will bring in millions of, of new visitors to the UAE, which is important for not just tourism, but other sectors like retail and property and the overall trade um, for the country. But also it was mentioned in other stories about theme parks elsewhere in the world that are being built, like in China and Shanghai is getting its own Disney World, about Orlando 2.0. Everyone wants to be Orlando 2.0. Now, the UAE has been building up not just theme parks, but cruise ship terminals, trying to capitalize on basically the tourism trade that isn't just for the beaches. They realize that at some point, people will say, okay, I've been to the beach in the UAE. I've been on the hotels. Even Rack um, the other week was saying that we can't keep competing on the beach side. We're going to try and add more cultural and heritage destinations. It's all about this extended stay, isn't it? Absolutely. So it's about how much each visitor spends and how to get more out of them and for them to stay longer, which is better for the hotels, better for retail, better for everyone. However, Dubai has for, well, it's not just, it's not a recent uh, idea to be Orlando 2.0. It's obviously with 2020, it gives them the perfect vehicle to bring in these uh, big international theme parks, Legoland, um, Six Flags, um, and uh, Abu Dhabi is opening up another one on, on, yes, isn't it? Um, Yes, the Warner Brothers theme park. Ah, there you go, Warner Brothers. Which is by Morale. So basically, it's not Orlando 2.0 as much as, the second time around they're trying this because before the last financial crisis there were a whole load of theme parks scheduled for what was dubai land which was this massive announcement uh Tetuia, which is no longer with us was gonna develop a lot of these it seems like from what's happened is a lot of those ideas have been recalibrated and rather than being in dubai land they're very smartly being positioned in jebel ali now, why is this smart? First of all, we've got Expo 2020, as you mentioned, which is very close to Jebel Ali as a site. So you've got a natural connection to that event. But also, it's 40 minutes from Abu Dhabi. So you have, in Abu Dhabi, we already have Ferrari World and Yas Water World. And from personal experience, I can tell you, Yas Water World's always busy. It's not just my kids, but everyone seems to be taking their kids. And you see a lot of tourists, particularly from India, um, who are there on a regular basis. And they have that market that's being built i mean that that was organic there was a very hard move that abu dhabi took to say okay we don't, we're not a traditional theme park location but we're going to build the world's first ferrari world which doesn't have a natural track record if you excuse the pun and uh we're going to build yas water world so they've started to bring people there people begin to understand that they're going to build a third theme park and 40 minutes away which if you think about it isn't that far you're going to have you know the Dubai Parks and Resorts, Motion Gate, Bollywood Land, the Six Flags, which which is mentioned to come up in 2017, and Legoland. Legoland, of course, which is big for families around the world. So this is all within you know one hour in, in the same the same catchment the, area. The, the, if you want to call the GCC a domestic market, is that do you think well, that's where we're focusing now? I mean, definitely with Bollywood Land, we know which way they're focusing. Yes. 
but they've got natural okay they've got natural catchment here in the uae so you know as we see people have got disposable income people want to do stuff on the weekend so even if each family goes once in the year that's a stable base from which to work from then we've got what 14 million people visited dubai and stayed overnight last year now they're growing that to 20 million by 2020 at least that's not including Abu Dhabi's growth in tourism numbers thanks to the expansion of Etihad, the midfield terminal, which is going to have capacity. Abu Dhabi International will have capacity for over 40 million passengers a year. 10% of them come, let's say. You're already doubling the number of people visiting Abu Dhabi. They've all got to do something. So you're giving them, a na- again, a natural option. And then tack in the Louvre, which becomes another, we're here, we might as well go see it. And then you've got a very good proposition for anybody coming through the region, which is what it's all about, isn't it? That's true. I mean, and uh, possibly to go off on a slight tangent, it all sounds very positive, and obviously it's a huge amount of investment. However, we have definitely seen a softening, and I know you've got your figures in your hand there, uh, from Bloomberg, I believe, about Dubai's uh, slowdown, um, which I know uh, what there is still growth in Dubai, but it has been a pronounced slowdown. Yeah, and Dubai has done very well at diversifying its economy away from oil directly, but it's still being impacted by the effects of lower oil revenues throughout the region because it relies so much on tourism and retail, generally consumer spending. It's a consumer spending story. Um, But, and Bloomberg are really helpful here, they've pulled off um, a lot of the GDP data from the Dubai Statistics Center, um, according to them. And uh, gross domestic product growth, GDP growth, in the final quarter of last year was 2.8% year on year. So it's not, it's not anemic, but it's not stellar growth. We had 8% in the equivalent quarter a year earlier, year Ouch. on year growth. So, yeah, so, so there has been a pronounced slowdown according to this data. You break it down into different sectors, wholesale retail trade was at 1% in the final three months of last year compared to 10.2% in the same period a year earlier. Restaurant and hotels at 4.4%, which isn't bad, but it was at 27.7% in the final quarter of 2014, year on year. And can we take, can we extrapolate from that that this is the oil price? This is what, 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 what has hit these numbers? Corporate spending declined first. And then naturally, consumer spending then declines. And if you think of Dubai and the wider UAE as being a regional economy, an economy that's impacted by what's happening regionally, then it's not surprising that the data is showing what we already know anecdotally from all the stories we've been doing across different sectors. But I mean, we've spoken on our first two podcasts about Saudi Arabia, its diversification. It came out uh, yesterday and said, look, we will still be the world's number one uh, energy producer we are not backtracking on who we are and what we do however when the oil price isn't showing any signs of a, of a huge recorrection and therefore where are these where's this money that needs to come in and, and feed through going to come from well Saudi's a huge driver for the regional economy you're absolutely right the good news is they haven't said we're going to stop spending so much as we're going to spend it elsewhere to help diversify our economy and to produce more growth in the non-oil sector so they also said we're going to reduce waste and and, and inefficiency now does that mean that there'll be a period of time which we've already seen for example construction companies being a year or more waiting for their payments from government contracts 
But that's why the government said, let's wait and let's see exactly where we're spending, what we're spending, how we're spending. So if that's loosening up now and you're seeing a trickle, then more money will be going to the right areas, more sustainable, less loss. That should eventually, by 2017, begin to feed into the wider region. Where are the Saudis going to spend their money when they're outside of the country? Well, that's I, I, the granted, UAE. Yeah, 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 yeah. It has been a very popular destination for the Saudis, so. and they're, they're the ones, the theme parks. I mean, you talk about the two big markets yeah. in the region, if you like, which is Saudi and India, and you know their proximity. And now you're giving them more reasons to come and visit. It it, it seems like they're they're making sure that they have no way of falling behind in terms of attracting tourism and trade. Well, I mean, I, and I, I take it what you say. I totally agree with you that the fact is that they are still have huge populations that are willing to travel. However, Saudi Arabia, I spoke to a, colleague, uh, a friend uh, yesterday. He, he works in Jeddah. Uh, he said, I just can't see this economic plan coming anytime soon or working anytime soon. He said, I fly over the new tallest building that will be the world. So he said, that isn't going to be built on time. Not a chance. He and said, s- everything s- is Skepticism's stopped. healthy. <laughs> it's healthy to have a dose of skepticism because it, I'll it, tell my it, wife. it prevents bubbles, first of all. And we don't want that. We don't want a huge, you know, Saudi bubble, if you like, that then bursts and impacts us all. We'd rather that people believe in it as it goes along. It's more and more tangible things that develop. But this week's news or the week, the news that, that came out Saturday evening of the reshuffle um, in Saudi Arabia where ministers were replaced, most notably the longstanding oil minister, Ali Al-Naimi, with um, a more of a technocrat, if you like, somebody who's come, well, I mean, he was a technocrat, but uh, the, the technocrat's technocrat <laughs> with uh, Khaled al falih from uh, Aramco coming in, it's more a signal that the deputy crown prince that is driving this plan is determined to see this through with no obstacles being allowed. So anybody who, who seems the old guard would be potentially likely to say, hold on a minute, let's not do this. They are quietly being replaced with newer faces a new generation that maybe has the energy or the the belief or the lack of skepticism or whatever you want to call it to help the print the deputy crown prince see through his plans but you're seeing the the, the, the positions being filled to make sure that this will happen well let's put it this way they, they're not letting the momentum drop okay so since since we've seen in january when they've been talking about this there's been consistent developments ongoing now the big test will be can they keep this momentum up through the through ramadan Mm -hmm. through the slower summer months but certainly they've done a very good job up to that point where they've said you know we're serious and and this is what we're doing to prove that we're serious okay let's uh, i want to finally look at abu dhabi i've just seen a report saying that the retail market in abu dhabi still has growth and is forecast seven percent growth for 2017 which I've been to a lot of Abu Dhabi's malls. I've been to a lot of Abu Dhabi's uh, commercial um, uh, outlets. I always find them that, well, they, they, they are beautiful, by the way. They are beautiful palaces of retail, but there's ne- they're never that busy. So I can only presume the growth is going to be in outlets rather than sales. It, it's interesting. It could be capacity growth. It could be F&B. You know, that could be doing very well, that segment that's driving everything. I mean, one thing probably you notice whenever you go to the malls here, the F&B, the food courts are packed. Yeah. Um, you know, maybe, maybe the, the higher end fashion stores have fewer customers, but certainly you can't argue with, you know, the more service orientated, you know, fast food, cinema, um, 
children's play area, they yeah. all tend to be very well attended. Yeah, food here is entertainment, isn't it? Some of it is, some of it less so. I think depending on where, where, depending <laughs> where, where you're eating. eating, right? Yes. But yeah, you're you're right. And and we again we saw that in Dubai where there was a, a sort of mushrooming of F and B outlets. And now the most interesting segment to be developed, and almost the last one, is sort of this mid market segment. Yeah, yeah, the casual dining. Yes, yeah, casual yeah. licensed dining. Yes which uh, the WTC here in Abu Dhabi is trying to get in on, I think. Yeah, well, they've, yeah, they've, well uh, they, they, they might actually finally be open. They, were, they, were, they listed five restaurants which would be licensed without a hotel license, which has be previously been the, the law. Uh, now they've got five licensed restaurants uh, sitting aside from the mall, I have to say. It's done very sensitively, um, so it doesn't uh, offend anyone. Uh, however, this is a sea change. It, it, it is understood that you need to drive footfall. You have to give people a reason to want to leave their homes and and to get out and and open up their wallets. I'm not sure if it's uh, necessarily going to drive that many people, but again, if, if if it opens up right across the city, that could again bring. I mean, often if uh, most people Thursday is our weekend here. That drive from uh, Abu Dhabi to Dubai is hell on a Thursday evening as there is a, a drift from Abu Dhabi to Dubai. Maybe maybe very soon it'll be Dubai to Abu Dhabi if that happens. Yeah, well, the, the, and this was mentioned in, in Lucy Barnard's theme park piece, and I'll finish very quickly with this, was that they, they were talking about how Ferrari World, again, being the first ever Ferrari World, they've taken time to kind of recalibrate it and get it right. But the same goes with the other properties in Abu Dhabi. They're not sitting there and saying, okay, we open this, this is the way it is, we're being static. They are adapting to market conditions. So even if it's taking longer than everybody anticipated, they will meet what the customer wants. And if they do that, then why shouldn't sales follow suit? That's true, yeah. And uh, I think we have to leave it there. Deep Thieves winding me up. It's good to hear Ferrari's accelerating them. Uh, and we'll speak to you next week. 